This is James, and I'm reading Part 2 of Chapter 2 in Radiographic Image Analysis, the 5th edition, by Kathy Martinson. Part 2. Quality Image Resolution The quality of the displayed radiographic projection is defined by how well the details in the VOI have been resolved, or are seen as separate and distinct from each other. When determining the quality of the resolution, the projection is evaluated for how visible the details are, is defined by the factors of brightness, contrast, and noise, and how recognizable the details are as defined by the factors of spatial resolution, magnification, and shape distortion. Brightness and density. Although brightness is rescaled to the LUT before being displayed and can be adjusted through post-processing windowing at the display monitor, first it must exist in the remnant image. This inherent brightness level is based on the radiographic technique used to produce the procedure independent of the display brightness, and is ideal when the VOI is demonstrated using a broad range of different intensities. Intensity refers to the total quantity of X-ray photons that expose the patient and IR. The controlling factor for intensity and IR exposure is mass, with factors such as KVP, SID, OID, collimation, and grids affecting it in smaller degrees. Radiographic contrast and grayscale. Contrast is the ratio or percentage of difference between two adjacent brightness levels. If the ratio or percentage difference is greater between the two details, the contrast is high, and if the difference is less between the two details, the contrast is low. A high contrast projection appears more black and white, and a low contrast projection is gray overall. If the contrast difference is not great enough between the details, they will not be distinguishable from each other and will appear as one detail. An intermediate contrast range is ideal. When evaluating the contrast in a projection, it is important to compare the contrast of the anatomical structures in the VOI with each other and not to compare the anatomy to the black raw data that is outside the anatomy. DR provides superior contrast resolution because of the ability of the IR to discern a 1% difference in subject contrast, and because of the extensive dynamic range or grayscale that is available to display the image. The degree of contrast resolution presented on images is determined by the quality of the subject contrast represented in the remnant beam, the dynamic range available, and the processing algorithms applied to the image data before they are displayed. Subject contrast. Subject contrast is the amount of intensity in the remnant beam that demonstrates the degree of differential absorption resulting from the differing absorption properties of the body structures atomic density, atomic number, and part thickness. It is demonstrated on the displayed projection with differing gray shades. KVP is the technical factor that determines the energy and penetrating ability of the X-ray photons produced and is the controlling factor for differential absorption and the subject contrast represented in the remnant beam. For each body structure, there is an optimal KVP to use that provides appropriate penetration and differential absorption of all the tissues in the VOI, as well as provides a balance between patient dose and the amount of scatter that is directed toward the IR. 
the optimal KVP level to use is provided for each projection in the following procedure chapters. At optimal KVP, there is at least partial penetration through all tissues to be demonstrated on the projection. As one is adjusting KVP from optimum because of increased thickness or an additive disease process, it should be noted that if the KVP is set above 80 KVP, absorption of the photons will no longer take place in soft tissue, and if set above 120 KVP will no longer happen to bone. This is because photoelectric interactions will no longer occur in these structures at this high KVP, reducing subject contrast on the projection. Penetration. A bony structure that has been adequately penetrated demonstrates the cortical outlines of the densest and thickest bony structures of interest, whereas an inadequately penetrated bony structure would not demonstrate all of the bony structures of interest. If the cortical outlines of the structure of interest are not seen, an increase in KV is required. When an organ with contrast medium is not adequately penetrated, the information is limited to the edges of the anatomy and does not visualize information within the organ. It should be noted that no amount of adjustment in mass will ever compensate for insufficient KV. Saturation. Saturation is demonstrated on a projection as a loss of contrast resolution where some or all of the structures in the VOI demonstrate a pitch black shade. It is caused by overwhelming the digital system with electric signals due to using extreme exposure. Details that have been saturated on a projection cannot be properly analyzed. Windowing cannot restore the saturated areas. Noise. Noise is defined as any non-useful input to the projection that will interfere with the visibility of the VOI. Artifacts, scatter radiation, quantum model, and electronic noise are examples of common factors that cause noise. Scatter radiation. Scatter radiation originates from large body parts, large field sizes, and high KVP levels. It is produced when primary photons interact with the tissue's atomic structure and with the imaging tabletop or other objects in the light field when it's not collimated to half or one inch from the skin line and are scattered in a direction that differs from the primary photon's original path. They are destructive because they add an evenly distributed blanket of exposure, also known as fog, across the projection, lowering the visibility of the subject contrast as the distinct gray shades of adjacent details blend with each other. As the thickness of the body part increases, more scatter is generated, and the ratio of useful signals compared to the scatter noise signals decreases, meaning the scatter will make a greater contribution to the total IR exposure with increasing thickness. The type of tissue being imaged also affects scatter production. Structures that demonstrate greater atomic density will result in more scatter production. For example, with the same patient thickness when air is present, as with a chest projection or abdomen projection on a patient with large amounts of bowel gas, the scatter production in these body structures will be less if the thickness was mostly made up of air instead of soft tissue and bone. This is because air has few atoms for a Compton interaction to take place with, unless scatter is produced. At high KVP levels, 
The scatter radiation that is produced is more noticeable on the projection because it is directed in a narrower angle with the IR and is more difficult for grids to eliminate. With KVP determining the penetration and differential absorption of the image details, using KV to control scatter is not a feasible method of reducing its effect on the projection. The only effective means of controlling the amount of scatter radiation that reaches the IR is to reduce the amount of exposed tissue by increasing collimation and by using a grid to absorb the scatter radiation. The more collimation is increased and the higher grid ratio that is used, the greater the scatter cleanup and visibility of detail improvement. Flat contact shields made of lead can also be used to control the amount of scatter that reaches the IR by eliminating scatter produced in the imaging tabletop from being scattered toward the VOI on the IR. When the anatomic structures being examined demonstrate an excessive amount of scatter fogging along the outside of the collimated borders, like in a lateral L-spine, place a large flat contact shield or a straight edge of a lead apron along the appropriate border. This improves contrast resolution. Quantum noise. Quantum noise is demonstrated when the amount of exposure reaching the IR is too low, causing the number of photons hitting the IR to be too low, and the random distribution of the photons to be seen on the projection as graininess, or a random pattern superimposed on the projection. It can obscure borders, affecting the degree. It can obscure borders, affecting edge discrimination, and can obscure underlying differences in shading affecting contrast resolution. The post-processing technique of windowing will only make the quantum noise more visible. The only way to decrease quantum noise is to make a change that will result in an increased number of photons reaching the IR, and the most direct change being to increase the mass and or KVP. Signal-to-noise ratio. SNR is used to compare one exposure to the next and is defined as the ratio between the desired signals from the undesired signals that are used to create an image. The desired signals represent remnant beams of the VOI on the projection, and the noise includes the scatter radiation quantum model and electronic static represented on the image. The higher the SNR, the more desired to undesired signals that were used. Contrast resolution. Contrast resolution is the ability of an imaging system to distinguish between details by displaying them with different gray shades. Contrast resolution is superior when the imaging system is able to distinguish between details that are very close in attenuation coefficients. The number of gray shades available to display the image for a digital system is inherent and determined by the bit depth of the pixels. Bit depth and dynamic range. The maximum range of pixel values that a digital system can store is expressed as the bit depth of the pixels. Digital systems currently manufactured have pixels that are 14 bit deep, allowing 16,384 potential values to be stored for each pixel. These values are used to define the gray shades that are displayed on the monitor. Because the remnant beam contains only about 1,024 different gray levels, and the human eye is only capable of distinguishing about 32 different gray shades, 
The full information obtained by the system during an exposure does not need to be displayed. Instead, the predetermined system software indicates the range of values that will be made available to display images. The system range is called the dynamic range, or grayscale, of the digital system. For each procedure, there is a procedural algorithm that indicates the dynamic range and average brightness levels for the computer to use when displaying the procedure. These are embedded in the LUTs that are used when the histogram is automatically rescaled to optimize the anatomic structures for that procedure. Exposure. The total IR exposure includes x-rays from the penetrating primary and scattered secondary x-rays. When either of these types of x-rays are reduced or increased, the IR exposure changes, respectively, as long as at least some amount of primary x-rays are penetrating all the way through the tissue, an under or overexposed projection that is off by a factor of two can be rescaled and does not need repeating. The windowing range is narrowed when projections are obtained that are outside the acceptable exposure range. Other exposure-related factors. A projection will seldom need repeating because of failure to make adjustments from the procedural routine for the following exposure-related factors, unless the change has caused significant overexposure or underexposure or a procedural error occurred. Projections that do require repeating will demonstrate the same characteristics as described for identifying overexposure and underexposure. In most cases, the exposure adjustments should be made for these changes before the projection is obtained, with the goal being to keep the EI number as close to the ideal as possible. Grids. When a grid is added, or the technologist changes from one grid to another, IR exposure will be inadequate, and a repeat will be necessary unless the mass is adjusted to compensate for the resulting change in scatter radiation cleanup and primary radiation absorption that takes place in the grid. When changing into a higher grid ratio, an increase in mass is needed or insufficient IR exposure will result. When changing to a lower grid ratio, a decrease in mass is needed or excessive IR exposure to the IR and patient will result. Source to image receptor distance. Increasing SID will decrease IR exposure, and decreasing the SID will increase IR exposure by the inverse square law, because the area through which the x-rays are distributed is spread out or condensed respectively with distance changes. To keep the EI number at the ideal, any change in SID of greater than 10% should be compensated for by adjusting the mass by the direct square law. Object-to-image receptor distance. Although it is standard to maintain the lowest possible OID, there are situations in which increasing the OID is unavoidable, such as when the patient is in traction and the device extends beyond the anatomic structure being imaged. Increasing the OID may result in a noticeable decrease in IR exposure because of the reduction in the amount of scatter radiation detected by the IR when a portion of the scattered x-rays generated in the patient are scattered away from the IR. The amount of exposure loss will depend on the degree of OID increase and the amount of scatter that would typically reach the IR for such a procedure, 
which is determined by the field size, patient thickness, and KVP selected. A larger field size and body part thickness affects the amount of scatter produced, with more production resulting in increased reduction of scatter reaching the IR as the OID increases. As two potentials are raised above 60 kV, scatter radiation is directed in an increasingly forward direction, so the IR will experience exposure loss as the OID is increased, and scatter misses the IR. When an OID increase causes significant scatter radiation to be diverted from the IR, the mass should be increased by about 10% for every centimeter of OID to compensate and keep the EI number at the ideal. Collimation. A decrease in the area exposed on the patient, as determined by collimation, changes the amount of scatter radiation produced and hence the amount of scatter reaching the IR and the overall IR exposure. The amount of exposure change will depend on the field size and the amount of scatter that would typically reach the IR for such a procedure, which is determined by the patient thickness and the KVP selected. The mass needs to be increased to compensate for the exposure that is lost when the field size is significantly reduced on a procedure that produces significant scatter radiation. This mass adjustment will keep the EI number at the ideal. A 35% mass adjustment is needed for a field side change from 14 by 17 to 10 by 12, and a 50% mass change is needed for a field side change from 14 by 17 to 8 by 10. Anode heel effect. The anode heel effect is considered when a 17 inch or longer field length is used to accommodate the structure, as with long bones in the vertebral column. When this field length is used, a noticeable intensity variation occurs across the entire field size that is significant enough between the ends of the field that when they are compared, it can be seen. This intensity variation is a result of the greater photon absorption that occurs at the thicker heel portion of the anode compared with the thinner toe portion when a long field is used. Consequently, Intensity at the anode end of the tube is lower because fewer photons emerge from that end of the tube than at the cathode end. This knowledge can be used to help produce images of long bones and vertebral columns that demonstrate uniform brightness at both ends. Although this factor will not require a KV or mass adjustment if done incorrectly, it may demonstrate signs of underexposure or overexposure of the structure at most proximal and distal aspects. Additive and destructive patient conditions. Additive and destructive patient conditions that result in change to the normal bony structures, soft tissue, or air or fluid content of the patient require technical adjustments to compensate for the exposure change that the condition causes over the routinely used. Additive diseases cause tissues to increase in mass density or thickness resulting in them being more radio-opaque, whereas destructive diseases cause tissues to break down, resulting in them in being more radio-loosened. Automatic exposure control. The AEC allows the mass to be automatically determined by controlling the exposure time, but it's the technologist's responsibility to set an optimum KV and MA manually. Optimum MA refers to using a high enough MA at a given focal spot size to minimize motion 
but not so high that the exposure times are shorter than the AEC minimum response time. The minimum response time is the time that it takes for the circuit to detect and react to the radiation received. This is determined by the AEC manufacturer settings. Post-processing. Windowing. DR allows for post-processing manipulation of the image's brightness and contrast to demonstrate the VOI more accurately. This process, called windowing, occurs after the image is displayed on the monitor. Adjusting the window level allows the viewer to change the average gray level or center gray shade on the dynamic range for the projection towards lighter or darker shades, increasing or decreasing the overall brightness. Adjusting the window width changes the length of the dynamic range used for the projection by adding or subtracting gray shades, which increases or decreases the difference between adjacent shades and contrast resolution. When contrast is changed by adjusting the window width, there is often a perceived difference in image brightness with decreased width, or shorter grayscale, appearing brighter and increased width appearing less bright. This is a result of additional structures being given lighter and darker gray values, respectively. As long as the window level does not change, the average brightness level remains unchanged. To provide the latitude for image brightness to be adjusted for underexposures and overexposures by a factor of 2, and the long gray scale to adjust contrast resolution, the original image data needs to be maintained. Technologists are to avoid adjusting the window width and level to improve image quality, and then saving the new window settings to the packs. Once windowing has been done and the image saved, the total data from the original image histogram are lost, leaving only the range that was saved. The radiologist is then left with a narrower dynamic range of settings to use when evaluating different aspects of the image. Artifacts. An artifact is any undesirable structure or substance recorded on an image. Before a projection is taken, it may be wise to have the patient change into a hospital gown and ask whether any patient belongings are in or around the area being imaged. Patients are often nervous and may forget to remove articles of clothing, or for sentimental reasons, they may not remove jewelry, so you should recheck the VOI even after the patient has changed into a gown. Once the patient is positioned and the IR is ready to be exposed, take a last look to make sure that all hospital possessions that can be moved out of the imaging field have been moved. Check that those items that must remain in the field, such as heart monitoring leads, have been shifted so that they will superimpose the least amount of information. It would be impossible to delineate in this book all of the possible artifacts that can appear on an image but it is important for technologists to familiarize themselves with as many artifacts as possible. Most position-related artifacts are demonstrated on the image at brightness levels that are lighter gray than the atomic structures that surround them. If an artifact that can be eliminated obscures any portion of the VOI, the projection needs to be repeated. A gown snap superimposed on an area of the lungs on a chest projection can easily obscure a small lesion. A ring can easily obscure a hairline finger fracture. If the artifact is located outside the field of interest, 
the image does not need to be repeated. Post-procedure requirements. Defining image acceptability. When a projection meets all the necessary requirements, it is considered optimal and is ready to be sent to PACS. When a projection is not optimal, but may be acceptable, the question arises as to whether it is poor enough to repeat or whether the information needed can be obtained without exposing the patient to further radiation. Factors that should be considered when making this decision include the following. Your facility standards. The age and condition of the patient. The condition under which the patient was imaged. Whether obvious pathology is evident. Whether the indications for the examination have been fulfilled and whether windowing or modifying the projection by processing it with a different procedural algorithm will display the needed information. Each facility has its own standards that will determine whether a projection needs to be repeated. If standards are low, improving imaging skills can raise them, thereby increasing the accuracy of diagnosis. The age and condition of the patient as well as the condition under which the patient was imaged are most important in the decision to repeat a projection. Sometimes, a less than optimal projection must be accepted because repeating the projection is impossible, as in a surgery case. At other times, the patient cannot or will not cooperate. Whenever a projection is accepted that does not meet optimal standards, record in the patient's history any information about the patient's condition or situation that resulted in acceptance of this projection. A less than optimal projection may also be accepted when the indication for the examination is clearly fulfilled by the projections obtained. It is important that all unacceptable projections and those less than optimal projections that have been accepted are studied to determine whether the situation that caused them could be eliminated on future examinations. When a projection is repeated, the overall radiation dose to the patient increases and the cost of patient care rises because re-imaging requires more technologists' time, supplies, and equipment use. And that's all for this episode. We'll finish it up in episode four.